tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the geek's watch. For the geeks and all the geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch, and this week we are bringing to you a new watcher on the couch. He's he was here for our. He's going to be joining us for more episodes here to come. Stephen, that's me. <laughs> Isn't that right, John? That is true. All right, so uh, we are into the second episode of uh, Castle Rock on Hulu. That's what we're talking about right now. Castle Rock Entertainment. No, not Castle Rock Entertainment. <laughs> Is there any connection between that? Does like, Stephen King like have anything to do with Castle Rock Entertainment? I'll have to check that out later and do some fact-checking. Yeah, we'll have to check that out because... I, I mean, mean, it's a real place in Maine, right? Is it? I believe so. I have no clue. Most of the places in Maine are real, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Doesn't I mean, they, as far as Stephen King references... Oh, okay. I've heard Maine is a real place. (laughs) I've never been there, so I can't confirm firsthand. So, okay, well, we'll have to find out if it's it's real, if uh, Castle Rock Entertainment has anything to do with Stephen King. But uh, yeah, we're talking about Castle Rock, and I would say right now that I'm I'm definitely in. I just feel like the show needs to have something happen soon. It's too much mystery box at this point right now for me. It, it's definitely a build. That's the J.J. Uh, Abrams uh, but see, hand in it. But that the things happened on in Lost. What are you like, talking about? Lo- <laughs> Nothing ever happened. <laughs> to, for me, okay? <laughs> no, I, I like, I like Lost. Things happened. The, you know what? Things happened, but there was, for me, on Lost, mm-hmm. which is why I gave up on it and eventually just watched the finale just to get it over with. Okay. Uh, things happened... Interesting things happened, but there was no payoff, in my opinion. Yeah. Things just kind of went, they, they went, they started in an interesting direction, and then they either couldn't pay it off, or when they did, it was better in the fan theories or in like the message boards than what we actually got. I've always wondered, though. I, I know this isn't, this isn't a lost episode, but uh, <laughs> they obviously fell victim to the stuff that happened during the writer's strike. They did. So I feel like that's a large chunk of them having set things up and they had to kind of like backtrack and not do those things until later yeah so i don't know i bet i mean but that J- the jacob stuff at the end was kind of like a whole crock of bullshit so. <laughs> is that the <laughs> the white and the black thing what was the, jacob it was the, the, the two brothers yeah yeah, yeah so the, just, the, the was, one the black the one in the black outfit became the, the smoke monster and all yeah, that it's, stuff it's terrible <laughs> fair enough this is the lighthouse i, I won't yeah. <laughs> uh all right Let's talk about some geek news first, though. So, uh, I think one of the biggest things to come out this week was the Disney streaming service. Bob Iger, president... No, I'm sorry, CEO of Disney, uh, on his phone call to advertisers or no stockholders or whatever it is, 
you know, finally gave us the name to their subscription service that's going to come out late 2019, I believe. Uh, it's going to be called Disney Plus. I think a lot of people were thinking that it was going to called it was going to be called like a, a Disney Premiere or something like that. I forget what they. A lot of people were thinking that it was going to be Disney. Called. Give me all your money. I mean, that's kind of what Disney they, already is. They got it, man. <laughs> they they kind of already have all your money, but uh, they said that the Loki show is uh-huh. definitely happening. And Scarlet Witch. They didn't say anything about the Scarlet Witch oh. show or the or the Bucky Falcon show. Oh. The only thing hmm. that they said de- definitely happening at this point is the Loki show. Uh, then the other thing that they announced. I hope they call it Loki's Playhouse. <laughs> I, I you know I don't know if I don't know if they talked about the Mandalorian, but they're shooting that right now, so that has to happen, right? Well, they were shooting, but like last I heard, there was a problem with. Um, people coming onto the set and stealing things from there like props and stuff really so, yeah i think it went went into like a temporary lockdown until they figured you know, it out rebuilt stuff that needed to get used See, or something. that's the problem with all you star wars fans <laughs> y'all crazy you, you're crazy and you, <laughs> and, and you enter into like like so many different areas no i agree this is why we can't have nice things it's right that, yeah. that's exactly right like like as a comic book fan i feel like people like no can spot you right away. Like, <laughs> like, like right now I'm wearing a green Green Arrow TV shirt. Well, like, well, T-shirt. I, I didn't know if you're gonna make a joke. It's like, oh, well, this person's like a solid like uh like no, it's a generic shirt. Oh. Yeah, from a subscription service. Looks like, <laughs> looks like Journey. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like you were gonna make a joke about like, you could spot a, a nerd like there's Cheeto dusted fingers. It's true. <laughs> it's very but like Star Wars fans, I feel like they can hide amongst. <laughs> The norms very easily. You know, Transformer fans, too, are pretty bad. Uh, that one year oh, when they true. announced Transformers at Comic-Con, they had a... they Somehow they got a full 18-wheeler into the, uh, uh, like the main floor of Comic-Con. What? And um, it wasn't even, like, a red truck, too. It was, like, a white cab, but they put red cellophane on it to make it look <laughs> red. It was, like, so last minute. They're like, we need to make this red somehow. Just make it happen. <laughs> Some poor, like, PA had to probably run out and buy all the craft store cellophane. But they did have a customized license plate that said Optimus on it on the back of the trailer. Oh. And they kept stealing it. I think they stole it like three times throughout the oh, four day weekend. So, someone, uh, someone actually lifted the entire uh, recreated bike from Akira at an art display at one point. Wow! Yeah, and they've never found it. Was it a functional bike? Yeah. Or just oh. yeah, and someone just lifted you know it. It's gone. I would, I would risk prison time for that. It's a good bike. That would be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like Kaneda's bike. Yeah. Oh. And oh. someone just took it. <laughs> Dude, I, like, had, I had the Todd like, McFarlane size. Of that. Like, yeah. How how does someone just take that off? Well, the it has I, wheels. I mean, you, <laughs> yeah, you, you can you roll it. Wouldn't there be crowd around? You'd figure. I don't. You know, I don't know if he did it at night, but just the, the story way I would do it, it. Yeah, I would like hide in the bathroom or somewhere till they closed. No, and what then, you do is you dress up like an official person and be like, okay, it needs to be taken off for cleaning now, and then you, you gotta have yeah, a uniform. Yeah, that's the Banksy move. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> and you just gotta look like you know what you're doing. So. Exactly. As long as you always look like you're supposed to be there, <laughs> people don't question it. Yep. And walk around with a clipboard. That, that, that always it's, it's pulls true. people. Yeah, or like on the phone. Or are, on the phone. Are you guys excited for the Loki show? I don't know. I mean, I like Tom Hilson. Mm-hmm. I can't really think of much else that I know him as other than Loki. The guy from Kong. Right? Yeah, you know, Kong Skull <laughs> Island wasn't bad. I liked yeah. it. And he was in, uh, what was that he, one? He was in the Toro movie. 
Oh, didn't he play uh, like a country music star from the fifties? Yeah, he did. played um, uh, the father of the guy who got who 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 couldn't do the NFL song anymore because he of his. Oh, he wasn't Waylon Jennings. No, it was somebody else. No, is that Waylon Jennings Jr. is the guy who does the? Yeah, NFL there's, song? there's like forty Waylon Jennings. There's like yeah. I think there's literally like. Well, three no, or no, four Waylon Jennings, I believe, is the one that did the NFL song, the Monday Night, whatever song, right? All my friends are coming over Monday night, yeah. Monday night football, whatever. I think that was Waylon Jennings. I don't think it is. And uh, well, I, if it I doesn't had a, matter. Checking. If I had an internet, <laughs> either capable way, device, I didn't watch that movie. I did watch Crimson Peak, which is the Del Toro movie you were talking mm. about, and I did. It's not, not watch a that good movie. movie, but he wasn't bad in it. And I love that. The one thing I always loved about that movie is that the trailers totally make you think this is like a vampire movie. It absolutely is not. It has nothing to do with vampires or ghosts or anything like that. Really? No. Huh. It's it's literally about a dude who's just kind of weird and Oh, Hank Williams. Hank so Williams. That's the one. He plays Hank Williams. His That's Hank right. Williams Jr. is the one that does the that is Monday correct. night song. Yes. So take that. Is it Hank Williams? Yeah, I wanted kids? to look it up to find out for sure as well. <laughs> uh but yeah, he he did that movie with uh with Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, for Crimson Peak? No, no, no. Right. Uh, Hank Williams' oh, okay. movie, whatever, whatever that, that one was called. Was called yeah, yeah. Um, and, and he was wasn't he also in the Water Horse or some shit like that, or the War Horse? I probably or was that yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. I might, don't know. Might it have doesn't been matter. British I'm just saying man. a Loki TV show. I don't think I, I, I know people just love Loki. Yeah, fangirls. But it's just like I think as. Loki is the second character in the Thor and Avengers movies. He doesn't need to have a bunch of like character development. He gets to just come out with the great lines. Yeah. And and that works out great for Loki. But a, a whole series about Loki, I don't think it's going to work out. I think I think the only reason they're doing it is because they, they still want to have Loki around. Loki is popular. Loki is funny. But they kill the dude. And they can't go back on killing people because they're already going to go back on having killed so many other people. But I feel like that's one of the, the ones that you can go back on because it's Loki, the trickster God. Like you can instantly say like, just like he did in the second Thor movie. It's like, I, I was he's not of, actually dead. I was actually thinking about this recently because they announced the show thing. And I was like, I guess I like Loki enough to watch something with him in it. But I think if they had, if they bring him back and they say that he was just doing something else, he's pretending to be dead or whatever. That's not a pretty big moment where like half of his people from his planet had died and stuff. So if he was just like, nah, and didn't help save people in that situation, <laughs> that undoes all of his growth as a character it, and everything. It really does. And I think that they they have to have start having real stakes. So the only thing that I'm hoping is like when they announce this like Loki TV show and a Scarlet Witch TV show and the the Bucky and 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 Falcon TV show. Like I hope that those are all like like misdirects and just like they're putting like names mm. and placeholders in there and then you're gonna find out oh they were actually working on a Fantastic Four TV show and you didn't know about it. It's, well, it's certainly one way to do it. I don't. Do you think people would be more mad if it was if their shows didn't come to fruition? Then I can't imagine anybody would be upset that we wouldn't be getting a Scarlet Witch TV show in place. Although the rumor I heard, and I think we discussed this before, is that these are actually supposed to be like entry points to introduce other Marvel characters after the events of Avengers Four. Well, mm-hmm. the the not the shows themselves. Like, well, the shows themselves are supposed to be the the entry points for second tier characters is what they want to do. I don't know if like Loki's show is going to introduce us to more Marvel characters or not. 
Like, if that's what the intention is. Yeah, more like cosmic characters. I heard that Loki was going to focus on cosmic characters and that Scarlet Witch was going to be our first introduction to the idea of mutants. Yeah, I did hear about that. I don't know. I Do Do we know for sure that the people playing them in the films are yes. playing them for the TV show? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's the one thing that they've said they're going to do. Okay. I was going to say, like, that could be a, a clean conduit for them to just change casting and stuff. And then, like, reboot a universe. Yeah. But... But no, they're, they're, Tom Hiddleston's supposed to do it, Elizabeth Olsen's supposed to do it, and then Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan are supposed to do it, which I want to bring this up, and I, I've been meaning to post this, but does anybody notice how much Sebastian Stan and Richard Madden look alike? He looks like a generic white dude. He, he looks like Mark Hamill, too, real hard. Yeah, somebody, I know he looks like Mark Hamill. Everybody <laughs> yeah, talks I've, about that I've seen that, that comparison, and I was like, dude, that's creepy. Yeah, like, that one's like The Mark on. Hamill one, right? Yeah. 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 You, you don't think that him and Richard Madden look alike? Yeah, he's got a bit of that same jawline. I was yeah. thinking, because I don't know if anybody's watched that new show, The Bodyguard, that was on the BBC, and now it's on Netflix. It's Richard Madden as a, uh, uh, like, I don't know what the version of Secret Service is over in Britain, but he's supposed to be protect- The Queen's Guard? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> But Daddy, I don't know he's, he's one of the Kingsmen. He's like a <laughs> secret service agent for some political person that he doesn't agree with their same her politics, but he's going to protect her life like he's supposed yeah. to do. Uh, but it's supposed to be a really great show, and I haven't started watching it yet, and I want to. But I just saw him in that, and I was like, wow, the two of them really do look alike. So I wish they would do something with Richard Madden where, like, the two of them... I, 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 he doesn't even have to be in the Marvel Universe. Like, the two of them should just be in a movie together where they play brothers. Yeah. And that's all I want. <laughs> they should do Double Impact 2. Ooh, <laughs> that'd be interesting. Yes, or twins. Nah, twins. You need the more. Need you need it, the, cr- the it has to be the contrast diametrically yeah. opposed. Yeah, I still want that sequel. The twins, the third uh, with the third with the triplet. Yeah, yeah, I'm even okay if they still do it with Eddie Murphy, even though I don't like Eddie Murphy that much. See, now. I've always if I ever get into editing, which I always say I will, but I would edit I twins with uh, Junior, so that oh, so that he would basically. Like give birth to his own triplet, <laughs> and then Danny DeVito would just have reactions from "Throw Mama Off the Train" spliced in there, or just or just from uh, from Sunny and Philly, where he's got the crazy hair. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Disney, uh, Disney Plus, and then the other show. One of the other shows that they announced was an uh, Andor, you know, Cassian Andor show. Yes. So the the character from Rogue One, who. Spoilers, <laughs> you know, at the end of Rogue One, everybody fucking dies. So well, it gets what? evaporated. <laughs> uh, this obviously will take place before the events of Rogue One. I'm torn about this. The only thing I hope is that we get Alan Tudyk and his oh, K2. K2, K2SO. Yeah. Thank you. I was I yeah. sat here all week trying to think what, what was his <laughs> android's name. Yes, K2SO. I love that. I loved him in that movie. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you just have a movie where it's uh, Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk, you know, riffing and, and going traveling through space together. I'm okay. That. And if they go a bit more low budget, so instead of having to have uh, Alan Tudyk doing motion capture, he's just wearing like a suit version of the <laughs> costume, like C3PO. And it's but he him. was wearing a suit version. Uh, no, the, those no. Two, those two, the, the classic one from like all the '80s shows, where rather than do like the full budget thing, they have him be like the doctor who made the robot. Uh, and he yeah. patterned him after himself. <laughs> if it's if it's early enough, maybe it's like it's it's the point where because the whole thing was that he's a security bot or something like that that uh, Cassian like rewired or some yeah. shit, right? So what if it's like in between part where he's he's not having him exactly rewired and the voice is just like in the the ship or some shit. Well, no, that's probably his voice, but 
I could see it maybe being like a prequel. We'll find out how they met and mm. you know their first. I, Disney adventures. has the money, so I don't see why yeah. they're not, not. I don't see them not using not put bringing in the green screen or the motion captures. Maybe just because they're. I mean, although they do have the funds for it, maybe they're also partially sadistic and they put like crazy things in their contracts now with their actors. Because what actor is not going to want to sign a contract with Disney except maybe Batista at this point? <laughs> and then you have like you know. Oh, Frank Grillo well, apparently isn't worried about working for Disney ever again. Yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, dude, uh, anybody that ha- that gets offered a contract with Disney, like, I'm sure even the best lawyer in the world compares, like, doesn't even compare to like the kind of you know retainers that Disney has to make sure their contracts are airtight for something like this. Yeah, and I was like, oh, by the way, you're also supposed to make appearances at like so and so's niece's birthday <laughs> as part of your like Disney contract. I never agreed to that. No, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, it's in there. <laughs> so Disney's contracts are just as bad as Apple's terms and, and conditions oh, yeah, agreements. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> uh, last part of that is I want to talk about was the Avengers four runtime is currently at three hours according to the Russo brothers. Uh, Perfect. Th- Leave it at that. I mean, I, I really <laughs> longer. All right, I'm all for it. I'm going to sit in that theater and watch it, however long it's going to be. Uh, I do think the article I read said that they're probably going to end up cutting it down a little bit more, but I don't, I I don't want them to. <laughs> I don't think they need to at this point. I think that they have such a huge like an actual like cachet with everybody that they can just do that if they want. I mean, I, I know we're talking as geeks and we love these movies, but well, I, but I hated them and I came back around. That's I true, hated the Marvel movies. That's true. And I mean, the, they have made all the money, so that means people are willing to sit there and watch these movies. I just, I mean, even like normal audience moviegoers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I just feel like at a certain point, sometime the normal people are like, ah, I need to go out and smoke a cigarette. I need to, <laughs> I need to move my ass, kind of thing. So bring back the intermission. Yeah, just get the intermission. Do you remember and then that make a for deal. for um. Uh, was it Planet Terror and Death Proof? They had an intermission. Yes. Yeah, because it was the dual. Yeah, it was the yeah, dual well, movie. because it was two full length movies. It was two plus full. fake well, trailers. Planet or er, Death Proof, I feel like wasn't a full length movie because he cut out so much of that stuff, like the stuff that he ended up putting back in for the DVD. For the uh, his machete cut of it. Well, I don't know <laughs> if it's the machete cut, but or, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I feel like the machete cut should be shorter. He <laughs> <You> really should. <laughs> that's, what the, that's why I should call that. <laughs> but so, literally, we would all sit there for a three-hour, four-hour movie if it was. Yeah, Avengers you know, four. I I didn't know this until I was already kind of old, well, older. <laughs> but in some places, they still do intermissions. Like I watched, I remember watching Armageddon in a theater in Mexico, and yeah, they stopped the movie halfway. Whether it makes sense or not, like they'll stop it, <laughs> and uh, it's it stops for like a good ten minutes to get up, stretch your legs, go to the bathroom, get some snacks. I'm like, that's weird. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think American theaters have done that since like the '50s or something. Mm-hmm. It's just weird, but uh, yeah, and I mean, it's a good marketing ploy yeah. because I mean, the most of the revenue. Well, I don't know if most people care to know, but most of the revenue a theater makes isn't from selling tickets. No, most of that goes to the companies. Mm-hmm. It's, it's from, from selling con- concessions, yeah. yeah. Which is why it costs freaking five dollars for a bottle of Dasani now. It's like ridiculous. I was like, yeah. that's why you get people to sneak stuff in theaters. Like, that's not cool. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. But um, 
yeah, like it's why not if if it's gonna be that long and people are concerned about like oh well you know you gotta have movies that are over two and a half hours long just stick an intermission in there screw it it can only help the yeah, theater chains more it, it, that could also like totally kill the momentum of a movie like if you just stop right in the middle as you know as unless they plan for it i like, mean yeah, yeah that's that i would be down for that i could have seen them sticking one in the middle of um like just the previous avengers film like in, in one of the parts um where they're actually going around like thanos is going around like collecting everything mm-hmm. i think that could have fit or if uh, they do like an unofficial intermission where rather than stopping the movie for like a good solid 10 minutes and they'll tell you like there'll be like a, a clue like, OK, nothing's going to happen literally for the next 10 minutes. You can get up and do whatever you want. But the movie's still going. No, that'd That'll be just terrible. Be like a 10 minute I would I would scene. be pissed because there'd be people getting up in the movie the middle of the movie theater and like walking in front of shit. But nothing's happening. It, according to you. But this is pertinent details. They're getting a debriefing from the FBI. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all stuff that you already know anyway, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, well, uh, Stephen, you wanted to talk to us about video games. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, what video games came out this week? So, well, this week uh, was a little bit content light for, for video game stuff. Um, the the thing that I think is the standout for this week is uh, Tetris Effect, mm. which uh, it you can play it either as a VR game or not as a VR game, just a normal game. Um, it's immensely immersive. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. The music is wonderful. I'd buy the soundtrack if they released it by itself. Uh, I think everyone should give it a try. So uh, uh, Tetris in VR, are you like grabbing the pieces yourself and no, like spinning it around? You still or? play it as a normal like a normal game and everything. It's just everything else happening around there. So there's a uh, in the demo that they released this last weekend before the game actually came out. Um, that they were like, there's this part where you're underwater, and so there's this like energy kind of whale thing going around, uh, going around you. You can look around the environment if oh. you want to, um, and you kind of build music with the piece movements. Like each time you turn a piece, it does like a little extra little tiny noise, or when you like actually like, drop the piece down or get a tetris um different sounds happen and the way they did it it builds gorgeously on top of everything else like even andy like his like like know, puzzle philistine kind of <laughs> personality like he liked it oh <clears throat> wasn't there already like a 3d version like a vr version of tetris it wasn't officially tetris but i remember playing a demo when they had like the playstation vr mm-hmm. um at san diego comic-con they had a it was like white blocks. They were all the same color, essentially, mm. except that you can manipulate them in three dimensions. And um, it made a difference how you looked at the main puzzle piece uh-huh. and where it was supposed to land. Because like, it might not seem obvious where it needed to go from a certain angle. Mm-hmm. But if you rotated the whole thing, then you can see, oh, it could fit here. And then you can also rotate the pieces in all like six axes, basically. I don't know what that could be. I mean, to me, it sounds a little bit like a game called Super Hypercube, but that's basically just that, like that the game show Hole in the Wall with an, a complex cube. Mm, that so could be I the one know. I'm thinking. Or it could have just been a demo that was made specifically to test out the technology yeah. at the time. But yeah, it was really neat. But I yeah, take that as a game, though. It sounds great. different. <laughs> um, yeah, then uh, for this next week, there's actually some cool stuff. Uh, this, this next week is when Fallout 76 is coming out. Uh, people are pretty excited about that one. 
Uh, I mean, people are always excited about Fallout games. Th- this one was a little weird um, because it is a multi- uh, like an essentially like an MMO version of Fallout, mm. uh, and they kind of had a troubled beta recently. Oh, okay. Yeah, the frame rate was tied, or the the clock of the game was tied to the frame rate, so you could cheat it by say like there was a video of someone like looking down and then just running forward because there's less world for it to render in that space. Uh, you'd have to do some other stuff in the background of it, but you'd basically lighten the processing load, and then you got to go super fast. And the person looked behind them, and the people that were chasing them previously were way far behind them. Mm. So functionally, people could break this and be moving faster than other human players. Right. Um, but the game is, other than that, getting good reviews. Um, Hitman 2 is coming out, and that one is getting the craziest of rave reviews from anyone who's gotten to touch it early. Now, that's the one that I keep seeing the trailers for with uh, Sean Bean in them. Yes. Yeah. Which we talked about the last time I was here. Yeah. The yeah. Undying. Yeah. That's, that's the, like, <laughs> the, the a curious name for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but that one's supposed to be great. Uh, the Quiet Man comes out this week, but it's terrible. Don't touch it. What is uh, The Quiet Man? Uh, you're supposed, it's supposed to be a game where you're playing as a person who is blind, I believe. Okay. Or deaf. I forget which the thing is. Uh, it's just they handled whatever the thing was they were supposed to be doing, blind or deafness, blind, or being blind or being deaf really poorly i guess uh, and people were very very un- uh, they're less than enthused okay um the spiral remaster comes out well rebuild i guess comes out this week and that's awesome uh beat saber finally got a, a release date for P- uh, psvr for november 20th and i couldn't be more excited uh beat saber is basically like you have like two lightsaber kind of things and then there's these different cubes that come down oh, towards you i saw the, like a the guitar hero kind of thing yeah 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 and you knock them down as they come at you it's very cool, and I couldn't be more excited. Um, and then uh, for the people who are interested, um, PUBG uh, has a couple new things. So uh, next month, I guess it's coming to Game Game Pass on Xbox One. So if you have Game Game Pass, you get it for free. Um, and then uh, it could possibly be coming out on PS4. It's It had a listing that went up on Amazon, which was a surprise to everybody. <laughs> uh, it's now been delisted, but take that for what it's worth right uh and then hellblade is joining game pass as well send you a send you a sacrifice which got the the best of reviews um the lady who performed all the motion capture and everything for the main character she won award after award for her portrayal of the character Mm. um and so that comes to game pass for you guys to play for free also (laughs) happy gaming guys all right (laughs) speaking of uh virtual reality vr gaming they playstation put out a patent for a possible new set of controllers for the PS5 VR controllers? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you know about that? So, the w- one of the things that everyone keeps getting excited for is PlayStation, f- or PlayStation 5. Right. Because, obviously, a new console is always exciting. <laughs> um, the only thing is, like, tamp down your guys' excitement. It's not happening until 2020 at the very least. Um, they're waiting it out. They don't need to put out a more powerful console right now. I mean, um, the, PS, the PlayStation's kind of at the top of the game right now, right? Well, as far as consumer uh, attach rates, yes. As far as um, actual power, the Xbox One, uh, the One X, just shits all over the PS5. Really? Uh, the, the PlayStation 4. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it's like three times as fast, essentially. Um, but, yeah, like for this this VR stuff, I think the what we see in the diagram for the thing is super interesting because it looks a little bit more like the Vive controllers on the front. So rather than have the little glowy orbs in the front that the camera is tracking, um, it looks like there's a little bit of an empty space in the front, mm-hmm. which means two things. Either you get to interact with that space, 
Uh, and that would be awesome to be able to do something with that space with your fingers possibly. Uh, and then the other interesting thing about that is that the, with the absence of the light orb on the top, chances are that means you'll get to actually move and not like be able, you can move in a like 360, like 360 degrees in a full circle and not have to have those glowing light things be facing the camera to be tracked, mm. which is one of the biggest weaknesses of the PlayStation VR, no matter how much I like it. Right. So okay. well, it's, it's an interesting patent. That's interesting. Uh, and then last weekend they had uh, BlizzCon and at BlizzCon there was a announcement for a new mobile game uh, from Blizzard having to do with Diablo now it was not received well by the audience Mm-mm. to the point that they <laughs> booed them off and then they also <laughs> changed their their avatar on things like their avatar I think their Twitter avatar like Blizzard's t- Twitter avatar or maybe it was Diablo's or maybe it was their Facebook avatar but or their profile picture, it it had the D and the I for Immortal. Oh. And then they changed it to back to, like, Diablo 3 or some shit like that. Uh-huh. Just because so, it was too bad, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you, what's your guys' take on this? Like, the idea of all these people, all these quote-unquote fans booing <laughs> the creators of the game that they like on stage because they're making a game that they don't care for. Would you like to go first? Oh, no, you got you got this one. You were talking about it earlier. <laughs> Um, I think that the, it's a very fervent fan base. They're very passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of that, they're also very misguided into thinking that the company owes them something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big Diablo fan. I played it. I was like, okay, it's a dungeon crawler type game. It's got a interesting lore, but so do a lot of these other MMOs, you know, situations. So, I mean, I get that the fans are mad because this wasn't what they were hoping for. The way that it was presented, it was like the developers did kind of have a real smug attitude about it. I think one of them even said, like, what's the matter? Don't you guys have phones? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, After people started shitting on them. Yeah. yeah like, they got still, really defensive really bad, fast. And, I mean, that didn't make things any better. Their PR basically just went up in flames on stage, like live in front of the whole, <laughs> you know, fan base, essentially. And that started like a chain reaction where other people started crapping on the company and their stocks fell like a whole bunch of like... Oh, wow, I, didn't know, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah. It affected their stocks. It, it, it was big. But it's so unnecessary because later on, I think they like, you know, quote unquote, accidentally leaked that they are working on a proper sequel for PC. Mm-hmm. And that was something they were going to try to reveal later on. It's just the way that they did it now. There's like, oh, crap, we got to do some damage control. And it's just ridiculous. It's, again, you know, this is why we can't have nice things. You have a fervent fan base that takes things too far. And and, and I, I know nothing about Diablo. I've never played the game. But talking about fervent fan bases that take things too far is like what last summer when you heard all the, the Rick and Morty fans that, that went crazy over the stupid sauce yeah. at McDonald's. And it wasn't even that good sauce, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned it in the show. And all of a sudden, you know, there's pressure for McDonald's to bring it back. And maybe it's not even pressure. Maybe it's like a good advertising thing. It's like, oh, yeah, well, we can make this stuff again. It's, it's some easy fucking powdered yeah. congealed thing that we just throw together. And and then now and then they were all out at McDonald's and people were jumping up on counters and stuff like that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's not what a fan does. No. Or, or at least not what a fan should be. I, I think that now fans have finally come into the realm where they're they're totally taken on the moniker it's not just fans now it's the full name they're they're fanatics fanatics yeah you're yeah. absolutely right and part of the bad. problem is too that a lot of these people and i mean i'll cut myself in there at one point 
um, you know, you identify with and it's part of who you are in what your fan is, what your fandom is. And when somebody screws with that, they're screwing with you, or at least that's how you take it. You know, it's it's almost like an attack on yourself. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't think it's justified. And I mean, I couldn't care less. I mean, I would be, what's the video games that I really love? Like Half-Life 3. Right. If they mm-hmm. if they announced they were going to have a big Half Life you know announcement at the next uh, Valve Con or whatever it was, and they make a big deal about it, they show you like a little trailer that gets you really hyped up, and then at the end of that trailer, you see you know the Half Life symbol, and then underneath it's it's like you know mobile. That that one would make that, sense because they've also been pulling that one out for yeah, so long. <laughs> that one, like a lot of these games, I mean, they're, they're around like there's several years between like iterations mm-hmm. as opposed to others that get like an update like call of duty gets an update like every year and a half yeah i mean it's... yeah but they have different companies working on those games right so well, the, the, immortal came from a different company it was a oh. chinese company that had made essentially the same game that wasn't skinned with diablo oh oh yeah and that's another reason why they got mad because they saw it as a cash mm-hmm. grab that would just take advantage of the fans that like diablo with something that's not even look you know. i have a lot of a lot of fandoms and I just don't think that I would ever get so up in arms or boo anything like to that to that point. I don't know what's I can't think of what the the biggest example for me would be. I mean, I guess the the news that that came out over the week that uh, Doctor Who wasn't going to have a Christmas special this year, or maybe that was two years ago oh. or two weeks ago. Hmm. I didn't know that was a thing this time. Yeah, they're not going to have a, a Christmas special. I was like, that sucks. But you know what? That's about as far as I went. Yeah, like they are going to have a New Year's Eve special to take its place. I mean, I guess that's. Have they done like some kind of New Year's thing before? No, I guess that's that's an inclusion thing. Okay, because like not everybody celebrates Christmas. Yeah, fair enough. Hanukkah special. Yeah, I mean the the reasoning I saw in the article was that they said (laughs) they said that uh they the writers were just like well we just can't come up with any new like a Doctor Who twist for any classic Christmas. Like story storylines, so I feel like they could do it. I don't even watch I, Doctor Who, and I already feel like I could do it. I feel like you know <laughs> it doesn't need it didn't need to be, but I mean they could have had the first instance of the Doctor like banging a dude as a woman and be like, oh, that's different. I don't yeah. think that you've ever seen the Doctor bang anybody though. So, but he has to have at some point in his like no. twelve thousand year history. Why? I've, I've read the fan fictions. I, well, the he do- had a granddaughter had so in the sex. first iteration, so. Okay. At some point, he must have. Do you know how Time Lords reproduce? (laughs) They bud like plants. Don't. So take that. They 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 bud like 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 a. Maybe when you just learn (laughs) too much, they take their split off. (laughs) They they touch tips with their sonic screwdrivers. There you go. They're done. They they dock screwdrivers. (laughs) Look, I'm just saying that I don't think I've ever been like up in arms about anything like that. Like just so disappointed. So uh, it, it 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 it. it baffles me when other people do do this. Have you ever really known true love? I probably haven't. Yeah. I, I honestly don't think that it's a real thing. So. I think you're better off for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I just I think that people going and like there's that there's a clip of that guy from this whole thing that he walks up to the mic and he says like just one quick question uh, is this a, a belated uh, April Fool's joke? And that guy seems like the most like so, smug piece of crap. Right. It's like uh, you can go home to whatever like like basement you live in or right. whatever and go play diablo as much as you want don't be mad about this i mean literally you they didn't th- cancel I, diablo I, 4 so they could make diablo immortal i would assume that this person 
had to pay for a ticket to get into BlizzCon. That's that's one of the things that they've said is their justification for being mad. They did they told them that Diablo Four wasn't going to be there, so they didn't come in with that expectation, and then they gave them an additional Diablo game. Right, and that's what they're mad about. <laughs> I, Blizzard already got your money, so <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I'm just saying. All right, weird. we'll jump off of that now, <laughs> John. What is the story that you wanted to talk about? Uh, Carrie Fukunaga oh. is working on a pilot for a TV show version of a movie that I kind of have a soft spot for. So I don't know if too many people know this, but the original or the first season of uh, True Detective was created and directed and I want to say written by Carrie Fukunaga. So he's, I assume it's a he. I, I will always a have an offering for when he dies. To never forget the man that got Alexandra Daddario to do what she did in that show. <laughs> she did. She did get naked in that scene. <laughs> that I, I owe him so much for that. Well, not for this month. <laughs> well, <not> this month. <laughs> anyways, uh, yes, you know, a very sought after director right now, uh, and he is creating. I, I want to say it's a he. I, I don't know I for don't sure. Know. Carrie is a male or female name. Uh. Creating Explorers as a yes. TV show. Well, the pilot episode, which assuming that it gets picked up by a company or production studio or something, they'll turn it into a full-fledged, uh, you know, multi-episode series. I love this movie. <laughs> I, I remember watching it since I was very little. I mean, you have to watch certain movies as a kid. Otherwise, yes. you won't. They won't ingrain themselves in you. Flight of the that's, Navigator. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that's another one that's in the same vein, very similar, mm-hmm. uh, all of that. Cause, yeah. You, cause, you watch it as a grown-up, though, and you'll be like, what is this crap? You but, know? I mean, <laughs> like right around that time is the time when I, apparently we, we as a culture were just obsessed with uh, with uh, space exploration mm-hmm. because you also had uh, Space Camp came out around that same time. Yeah. And, and then the Challenger happened. <laughs> So <laughs> we all turned away like, oh, dude, it's, it's rough out there. I can't look anymore. <laughs> so I remember watching this as a kid, and I, I don't think I I, I I don't remember enjoying it because I don't think I've ever gone back to watch it again. But it had a young River Phoenix in it, right? It did. Yeah. And uh, Ethan Hawke. And Ethan Hawke. Okay. Um, where would you like to see this as a show? Like, would you want this on regular cable, network television, a streaming service? Which one of the streaming services, if it were to get picked up? I mean, as long as it was backed up by a show that was willing to pay what I can only assume would be a pretty decent price tag to do the special effects. I mean, this is going to have space travel. It's going to have, uh, I'm sure, a lot of special effects. Um, I don't care where it ends up. I might, I'll, I'll give it a watch. But if it sucks, then I will just rue its creation <laughs> and just be like, how dare you, carry? You just, you, you, you. You lifted me up with Alexander Daddario, <laughs> and then you do this to me. True, True Detective season one was quite a few years ago now. <laughs> I'm sure Carrie has done things in between. Not for John. Yeah, but no. that's going to be like, you know, I will erect a statue in his honor for that. Yes, only. a statue. At one a point. <laughs> well. <laughs> Carrie was supposed to do the, the Flash movie for DC. That is correct. But he, he dropped out. And he I kind of limit that a little bit because I feel like he would have been or she would have been a good choice for that. We should really look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, did you have another story? Uh, did I have another story? You wanted to talk about uh, Jeremy Irons. Oh, uh, yes. So <laughs> the Watchmen TV show that's coming over to HBO has apparently cast Jeremy Irons as a 
um, middle-aged Ozymandias. So that is interesting to say the least because we've heard rumors that this was going to take place in the Watchmen universe but not during the events of Watchmen. So this lends more uh, evidence that it's going to take place after the events of Watchmen. And, I mean, if we all... Spoilers for a 35-year-old comic book and at this point, what, eight-year-old movie? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the ending of Watchmen leaves it very open that the whole plan that Ozymandias had to save the world by killing, like, a fourth of it, I essentially... Don't he, I didn't even think it was that much. He just wanted to kill the people in New York. Well, in the movie, he ended up killing people from, like, every major city in the world. Oh, okay. But, yeah, and you're right. In the in the comic book, it was just New York. Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure what continuity we're going to be following. It's going to be one of those two. True. Um. But yeah, by killing a bunch of people, let's say just for sake of argument, um, population of of like downtown New York or whatever, um, this sounds like it's going to take place in the world afterward where it's, it was found out that, you know, this was all a trick. Well, if you, I don't know, because I know there was the whole after the, or no, that was before the Watchmen. Um... Because the end of the the story is is Rorschach's journal getting turned into that uh, was it Western New Frontiersman New Frontiersman or something like does the rest of the world believe in Rorschach's journal that's that's the, that's left open so you don't know I think it's gonna be it could just be a crackpot it could be Infowars for all we know yes. the New Front, Frontiersman could be <laughs> Infowars well yeah that's exactly what it was it was essentially like a right wing um, like rag where um, I'm sure there's gonna be like vervent followers that. Again, the fan base that <laughs> believes the the Rorschach journal and probably even I wouldn't go so far as to say as worship it, but they're going to treat it like um, what was that one book that they found with the the Oklahoma City bomber? It was like a some it was a book written in the form of a diary. It like was a supposed to be manifesto or something. Yeah, it was like some type of manifesto. Uh, so they're going to treat it as such. So you're going to have essentially like a bunch of people that spawned off and became like their own Rorschachs in a way, mm. uh, hmm. based on his like teachings or whatever. And um, I was kind of wondering if this was going to be sort of like a soft backdoor uh, entry. I know, like phrasing on that, but <laughs> like into what the current state of the DC universe is with the introduction of the Watchmen there. Yeah, because that takes place after the events of Watchmen as well, right? And that the, in that one, the the Watchmen's world is being dis- is being destroyed and absorbed like, or whatever. Yeah, basically. I mean, they, I don't think they've quite gotten to that point. Like it's 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 it's, it's being destroyed. That's why Ozymandias jumps into the DC world proper. But I think that's what's actually happening is that it's being absorbed. Like so that the two worlds will. I I think what you're gonna have, I don't know it comic books at the end of that I think it's gonna be the, they're getting rid of the multiverse again. Nah. So, um, because by the way, just completely tangential to this, I saw a really awesome meme today that says, "When you hear somebody say something so stupid, it hurts you in all the multiverses." And it's that <laughs> it's shot of Superman, Superman. Yeah, yeah, holding his head. Yeah, I've seen that one. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so we're getting Jeremy Irons, who like now, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, Ozymandias still looks really youthful from his introduction in the late 60s. And this was off off mic we, we, before we started yes, recording. Yeah. But so yeah. this isn't like a callback to something that the audience <laughs> would have heard. No, no, yeah. We were talking about how Ozymandias looks pretty pretty much the same from his introduction in the in the Watchmen to the mid-80s. So like from the late 60s to the mid-80s. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always assumed when since 
you know, the, the character looks the same age that he had either found something or created something to make himself, make his life last longer or that, you know, that was like some kind of superpower that he had longevity. Uh, but, and if he does, the fact that they're getting Jeremy Irons to play an older version of him makes me wonder how much time has actually passed since the end of Watchmen to whenever this show takes place. Because if he didn't age at all between that point, or he, he aged very little, and you continue to age very little, just like Wolverine, mm-hmm. you know, it has to be super far into the future if Wolverine is going to be old. No. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. I want. I. I mean, the one thing that, that we, no one has said in this so far is, what if they do their own new ending? I mean, they could. Like for like, the, so they they say rather than having the creature thing or even the ending that was in the movie. That it's something totally different. So the only thing that I have to say with that, and which is fine with me if they want to do their own indeed, is that Damon Lindenoff is already su- on such <laughs> thin ice with a lot of fans <laughs> for the things that he's done to like the Alien franchise that if he goes and takes this franchise and just kind of starts making different changes, that it might backfire on him. I feel like the, you, you reach a certain point where you just lean into it and you just go like, if they're going to be mad at me for it anyway, I might as well do the work that I think is worth it. Fair enough. He wants to be a martyr. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, you looked up the thing about that director? Carrie is a dude. Yeah. And uh, he... So it's like Carrie always. Yeah, it's like Carrie always. Uh, he, he made, he made uh, Maniac. Which, which is fantastic. show the oh. two of you. I need to... First. Well, I've only seen the first episode. But you but enjoyed I, the first episode. I definitely did. I want to be more into that. It's really good. Uh, I will not watch it. All everyone, right, everyone makes mistakes. <laughs> Why do you hate Jonah Hill? We'll get through these last <laughs> last four stories real quick so we can get to the episode of uh, Castle Rock. But Netflix uh, unveiled that they are going to be doing some anime shows, some anime originals, and amongst those are going to be uh, adaptations of Pacific Rim and Altered Carbon. I now, couldn't be more excited. <laughs> uh, I know John and myself. We we really enjoyed Altered Carbon, so. What they do with this in a uh, anime setting, like I, definitely the show itself, definitely um, lends itself to an anime look. Mm-hmm. So I can see them why they wanted to do this one. But like, are they can continue the story that we already know? Is it going to be a separate story? Is it going to be separate characters? I, I think that they actually talked about it somewhere where it's uh, set in the same world, but not following not following uh, Kovac. Kovac okay. at all. I, I can I can dig that. Yeah, I'd and, like to see some more about the aliens that they just ever so briefly mentioned in the. Uh, final episode of the last one that'll happen in the next season um so in in the books the way that they're following the books they go into that real heavily later wow yeah the angels or whatever they call them Mm -hmm. nice the the cool thing about this for the altered carbon series in particular is that uh it's i forget the guy's name right now um but the person that they brought on to adapt it is actually a person who worked on samurai champloo and cowboy bebop previously oh so i'm very excited yeah that's the one <clears throat> and Sukasa Kondo. I don't know. Who that I don't know if he, he doesn't have anything to do with Samurai Shampoo, though. Okay, but yeah, Dai, Dai Sato is the one. Yeah, uh, very excited. Yeah. So and then uh, obviously Pacific Rim with its kaiju and and Jaegers. That's very much anime as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's ready for it. I just think that's one that uh, that I think they're going almost backwards on that one. Ooh, you know, yeah. Like they're just like, oh yeah, we're gonna adapt it to this thing. I don't think you you guys don't need to add more to the well of like mech series and anime. <laughs> I, I love them and I watch them every single year, but I don't need Pacific Rim in there. Fair enough. 
Uh, and then there's like a cage cacaster. I can't say that word. C a g a s t r s t e r. So master cagaster. Can you highlight it on the screen? Yeah, uh, of an insect cage. Oh, this is just the one that they're picking up. That's um, it's produced by someone else, and they're just doing the distribution. Is it that one? It's an, uh, I don't know if that's if that's what it is. Oh, it's it's from Gonzo, mm. um, which is a good anime studio. Oh, okay, so. yeah. Um, so but, it's already been made. They're just they're going to be redistributing it for America. Yeah, if uh, I remember correctly, that was what that one was. Then there is Yasuki. Yeah, which is dope. That one's awesome. It's going to have LaShawn Thomas working on it. Um, uh, he He's worked on Ken and Busters for Netflix recently, um, and he was involved in a whole bunch of stuff, including uh, the, Boondo- or, um, the Boondocks. Yeah, the Boondocks recently. Uh, LaShawn which Thomas I love is that a. Show. Dude, yeah, no. And LaShawn Thomas is a hearty reason why the show changed so much between the comic and then the show later. Right. Uh, he's a fantastic artist, and everyone should follow him on Twitter. <laughs> and the last one is uh, Tresse. I think that's how you say that. I have no connection to this one. T R E S E. Set in Manila, so Philippine folklore. Cool. Interesting. Uh, uh, let's see. Willy Wonka. Uh, the David Hyman producer confirms that the Willy Wonka movie that he's working on is going to be a prequel to Willy Wonka. Now, I'm assuming it's not going to be. It's going to be. A prequel to the book, as opposed to uh, Willy film. Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with um, uh, I, I can't think of his name. name. <laughs> Gene? Nope, it's not Gene. Is it Gene Wilder? That's Wilder. Thank, thank you. you. It is Gene Wilder. <laughs> I was like, "What are you trying to say? You can't possibly not remember Gene Wilder's name." I can. Gene, I can, Gene Roddenberry. I know. cannot remember a lot of people's names. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's one of my many skills. A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 an official note: A long unproduced sequel to *Night of the Living Dead* has been found, written by George A. Romero, and they are going to make it now. <laughs> what do you think about that? Well, as long as it was unproduced from way back in the '60s, as opposed to like more recently, because I feel like he really lost his touch when he tried to come back to the zombie genre. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, like *Land like of the Dead* land was *Diary*. Bad. *Diary of the Dead* was just awful. And then they had, like, another one that took place on an island, which is essentially, like, the Hatfields versus the McCoys, but with zombies okay. <laughs> that I think he also was involved in, which was also really bad. Like, the whole idea of it now is that, like, zombies tend to evolve into consciousness and stuff like that. Like, they have communications amongst each other, and they, they recognize threats and stuff like that. Yeah. I saw that in Land of the... Was it Land of the Dead? Yeah, Land of the Dead. A lot of the zombies basically had some kind of semblance of like a daily life at that point. The gas pump guy. Yeah. Yeah. Cheerleader. (laughs) So, I mean, which also seems like that's what they're they're starting to do with Walking Dead. Oh, Oh, they're becoming sentient or more intelligent, I guess? Yeah, and they're they're starting to communicate amongst each other. Like, that's what the previews for the newest episodes start to look like. Oh, wow. Because there's been a time jump. Uh, Uh, Life finds a way. Yeah, life... uh, uh, finds a way. Uh, so, which brings us to the last story was Walking Dead. Andrew Lincoln left the show last season or last episode, and it's not going to be the last of Andrew Lincoln in the Walking Dead universe, though. He's not going to come back to the show, but he is getting three movies at AMC having to do with the Walking Dead. So my question is this: I haven't watched it, and I guess we can put a spoiler alert on on this. But has like how was he written out of the show? 
So if you're if you've been watching the show the last two seasons, excuse me, you saw that uh, Jaden and her heapsters, like they had access to a um, helicopter. Like there's this helicopter thing that comes in and either gives them supplies or takes people away or some shit like that. You never knew what it, what it actually did. At a couple points in the show, the, the helicopter was coming to pick up something and like. Uh, like one time Andrew Lincoln screwed up her plans and it made the helicopter go away. So in this latest episode, he gets stabbed in the side by uh, rebar and he's essentially, you know, like uh, dying. And uh, at one point he has to blow the bridge up so that he can, uh, so that the zombies don't make it back to the hilltop where everybody is at. And when he does that, he blows himself into the river and, and, um, when he blows himself into the river, he floats away. Everybody thinks he's dead. Jaden finds him down the river later as the helicopter's coming down to pick her up. And she's like, okay, you're coming with me now. Everybody thinks you're dead. So whatever. And huh. he's flying away in a helicopter. So we don't know where the helicopter's taking him or what, you know, what, what the, the plan is, but that's where he's going now. Wouldn't it be cool if like he ends up in another coma and when he wakes up, like, <laughs> Life reverted back. Like everything's back to normal now. Yeah, like he's been dead, like in a coma for like three years, and humanity figured things out, and everything's like a utopia now. And <laughs> he just can't now. He can't adjust to like civilized life again. You can't go back. Yeah, you can't go home again. And like somehow <laughs> he misses the zombie, so he finds like the last strain at like some research facility where they're still doing like studies on it, and he releases it on purpose just to start the cycle <laughs> all over again. <laughs> I gotta mean, go back to the. I, I really do wonder what they're gonna do with the three movies. Are they gonna be set after the time jump that the the show is making, or are they gonna be set during the period where we're missing the the time of period that we're missing? So I don't well, know. How would he be in it then? I wonder how much money they offered him though to like still be a part of this because he's so done. Yeah, <laughs> he wants out. Well, I think that's the thing. The one of the things is that he's just tired of shooting in Atlanta. He wants to be back in England. Mm. they could easily have him be transported back to England. And that's where they shoot kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just think this is a mistake. I just, I think that they should do the right thing and like, just put a bullet in the head of walking dead. Ooh, but that's their, that's like AMC's biggest thing right now, other than breaking bad. So, yeah, but if, if you've just been doing one thing to a point where the people that are most caring about it have stopped caring, Maybe do another thing. I'm still watching it. I think the season's great. Yeah, I, I stopped caring like three or four seasons ago. I stopped caring three or four seasons in. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> just about the same. Well, I guess that's not true. It's season nine, so. Because I just, I don't know. I, they, they've done plenty of other things. They've done other shows that were great, and they, they kind of have a habit, to me, of taking things on too long. Yeah. Mad like, Men went on for longer than they should have. Yeah. That, that And then, um, yeah, was it but, a Halt and Catch Fire? It had like a solid like uh, at least one extra season longer than it should oh, have. See, I, I stopped up to season one. I, I didn't care yeah. for it. And then like the other other shows, like uh, I don't know if anybody caught Lodge Forty Nine that started this past spring. Mm-hmm. I, I watched the first couple, like first handful of episodes, and I was like, yeah, this is not going anywhere. At least not mm-hmm. for me. So I I stopped in the middle of the season. But I, I don't know. According to them, they have big plans for expanding the Walking Dead universe through multiple shows and different type of stories and stuff over there. So we'll I mean, see. I want to see, see actual happens. like progression though. Like, yeah. But something that's, that's what I say. I'm saying like the, the time jump preview that we saw the, the zombies are going to progress. Something's going to happen with them. Well, good. It's just the only, the only problem I had is that the, the, they, in the trailer, 
They show um, Judith, um, uh, Rick's daughter, like or Shane's daughter, or Shane's daughter, uh, (laughs) shooting a handgun, even though she's like probably seven, maybe at the oldest in the in the in the show. You gotta start them young. They gotta find a way to kill zombies. That the the gun that she's holding would blow her away. Like (laughs) she wouldn't be able to hold it. Was it like a Magnum or something? It's like the one that Rick uses. It's the big fucking long barrel. That's that's she's got she's got the Grimes blood in her veins. Yeah, or the Shane blood in her veins. And you saw what he did with the gun. He was a lot more cut. Yeah, done. Whatever. (laughs) All right, that's all we have for geek news this week. Let's talk about Castle Rock. Episode two, habeas corpus. Now, does anybody remember what actual habeas corpus in legal jargon means? Uh, the right to a fair trial? No, I don't think so. It has something to do with. Uh, I think it's after the fact. I always forget. Is it you could like the a writ of habeas corpus? It's, I mean, corpus means body. Right. So. I thought it was uh, like you know you have a right to an attorney in not so many words, but uh, I, I think that would, wrong. that, would, that would kind of make sense. In there. Uh, so habeas corpus is a, a writ requiring a person under arrest to be brought before a judge or into court, especially to secure the person's release unless lawful grounds are shown for their detention, which makes sense for this. There you go. So, yes, because uh, the character played by... Uh, That's Skarsgård. 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 Is it Bill? Yeah, Bill Skarsgård. As, as of right now, known as the kid, <laughs> is a person that's being detained and nobody knows why. So... Uh, our our hero, our, our protagonist of the series, one um, Henry Deaver, is trying to find this this kid in the prison because everybody's told him that he doesn't exist except for the one prison guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're getting a, a lot of more backstory about the city or the town of Castle Rock through the storytellings or narration, I should say, of Terry O'Quinn's character, um, the previous warden. I forget what his name was Lacey Lacey thank you so a lot more references to other Stephen King stuff popped up the dog and they, li- they, they literally brought a folder of references <laughs> this <laughs> episode it was you know and that was funny because when he starts talking about it in the beginning of the episode he has um we like we stopped it and we were like oh so the dog has to refer to Cujo yeah and then the body refers to Stand by Me and the Strangler re- refers to uh, uh, what was it you said the which one the the Strangler oh that was the Dead Zone yeah the Dead Zone thank you but then we see the clippings it's like uh-huh. well you're just reiterating like we we <laughs> you already did this so I, I mean I guess it's more for like the people who didn't catch it the first time yeah I, well, I wonder I wonder if this will be one of the last episodes where they actually go into that stuff honestly cuz it seems like the thing they're drilling into with this is saying like no it's the town the town's bad yeah and so i don't know if they'll do that more town sour well it's not just <laughs> that the Ter- Terry O'Quinn's character is proposing that it's it's all because of this boy uh, Bill Skarsgård character. So, as long as he had him caged up, nothing bad in the city in the town happened. Nothing happened in bad. In, no, nothing bad in, happened in the town. Yeah, but uh, it's because he caught the kid because God told him. God told him how to build the cage to to hold him, and mm-hmm. then told him where to find the kid. And I mean, I, they really haven't presented us with the evidence that nothing bad has happened in town since then. Yeah. Um, also, he killed himself. He did. So he doesn't really know that nothing bad happened. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he kills himself right before they find the kid. So, I mean, that that 
that's what brings me to a lot of the questions. Like, why is it that he needed to do that? Why did he need to kill himself? Knowing that they were going to find the kid in the cage. And then why did he tell the kid to ask for Henry Deaver when they found him? Well, from my understanding of, well, like, his um, narration in, in the episode, <laughs> it sounds like, A, he, he understood that the town was evil somehow. Uh, B, he asked God for a sign, and according to him, God told him that this kid is the devil. Mm-hmm. So he started building a cage. We deduced that sometime in the early night, from the late 80s to early 90s, right, that's because when he got his message because he's Bush watching Senior Bush Sr. Yeah. on TV. And that's when he's building the cage that the, the kid would eventually end up in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he got his sign from God that he was looking for around that time. I'm guessing it was 91 when we first get introduced to the main character um, because that just seems like it'd be right in that ballpark. And then um, he starts saying how he's starting to have doubts. So mm-hmm. he could be killing himself because now he doesn't know what to believe. Um, and like, you know, in case he screwed up and this kid is not the devil... Then he hopes he gets found, and maybe uh, Henry Deaver will be able to help him kind of get out of there. So one interesting thing I want to bring up about this is that Bill Skarsgård himself, the actor, was born in 1990. So Wow, I feel old. <laughs> yeah, so do I. I was 89. What's up, guys? <laughs> I still feel old. <laughs> uh, if you assume that the character that Bill Skarsgård is playing is the same age as him then he would have found a baby and put the baby in the cage and kept him down there for the 20-plus years. How old? That's messed up. Right. 27 years. How old was the other, the guy, the lawyer, supposed to be? So... Is uh, he the same age? He was about 9, from between 9 to 11. Yeah. When when he took the baby? Well, when he was found in, in 91, he was like... I'm like I want to say, like maybe ten or eleven years old. So Andre okay. Andre Holland himself is born in 1979. So he's he's older. He's eleven years older than uh, Bill Skarsgård. Okay. So my, he would have been eleven. My yeah. my question about the stuff is whether that's a Stranger Things reference. <laughs> <laughs> my question is whether this guy, the lawyer, is actually the source of some of the bad stuff. Because mm. bad stuff did seem to follow him. Well, so he I got mean, the wrong kid. But the last part I wanted to say was that if they're gonna, if they go back, because they they made a point not to show us when Lacey puts uh, the kid into the cage. So if they go back and we see a flashback and he puts him in there and he's the same age, then we know there's ah. some, some kind of weird supernatural shit going on. Yeah, voodoo juju nonsense. <laughs> I also said I also said this in the last episode when we were talking about uh, Andre Holland's character of Henry Deaver. What if the Henry because the Henry Deaver that they found on the lake after he went missing for that eleven days, like what if that's not the original Henry Deaver? What if it's just, uh, something else that took on his form and that's why he doesn't hmm. have any memory of those days? A doppelganger, Sir? some kind of doppelganger, some kind of shapeshifter, something like that, and he just doesn't know that, and that's why he's he's kept it. Repressed this whole time. Yeah. So that I could see your your theory, talk, you know, coming out too. What if the kid is a regular person from our world that ended up in the fictional world of Castle Rock? Okay. That, yeah. I, I like the meta theme. We, we can go with something <laughs> like that. It makes sense. For I don't know why would you want to be quiet and be like, "This is not right. I don't belong <laughs> in a book." 
Well, then you can start getting a little bit into In the Mountains of Madness, which is a good, underrated movie. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. What if he read the book as a nine-year-old, and that's why he has no memories? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> I was like, what parent lets her nine-year-old read Stephen King? Dude, surprisingly a lot now. Yeah, I know. Parents are like, like they grew up with Stephen King, so they're like, no, no, it's fine. No, yeah, my 11-year-old read it. I'm like, whoa, even I won't read that. <laughs> Mostly because it's so long, though. It's, it's a very long it's book. A, it's true. So... We found out more about Henry's uh, father, mm-hmm. who was a reverend for the, a local church. You know how he ended up dying the 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 day that Henry went missing. He, and then, it, I guess, it sounds like he fell down off the cliff that um, Lacey threw himself off of, or drove himself off of, mm-hmm. and landed on some rocks. And he didn't die right there. He died at home. He died at home because, like you know, from his injuries. Stuff they like that. found him. They found him, took him back. He ended up dying. Um, and the townspeople seem to have a different idea of the string of events, right? Because Jane In Levy's character, who <laughs> tends to seem to know everything, uh, all the the stories. That's the blonde girl. Yes. Okay. Uh, she, that he that that Henry meets at the bar, who's named Jackie Torrance. Jackie mm-hmm. Torrance. You know, very much a connection to Jack Torrance of uh, Lookout Inn. Oh, Shining, yeah. The Shining. That's it. That's the name of that book. <laughs> uh, yeah. She she's like, oh well, this is the story that people talk about, and what's the actual story? And he's he doesn't want to give her the actual story. He just says that his father died at home, not not in the on the on the lake or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously a lot of stories going around this town. There's a lot of uh, rumors and stuff like that, and even to the point when Lacey's like Henry goes to meet. Lacey's wife at her home, uh, she's blind and doesn't know that it's Henry at first um, until her neighbor calls and says, hey, you let a black man into your your house. She's like, oh, so then you're this person. Get the hell out. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know if it's if the town's just racist. or is I feel it, like it's a little bit both. I mean, I don't even think we've both. seen any people of color other than Henry in this town. Yeah, no. Not that I saw in the episode today. Yeah. Um, there was a couple in the church group. Was there? I think, yeah. Okay, fair enough. But but they certainly don't point them out. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Uh, yeah, they aren't prominent. Now, the the young prison guard that kind of started off this whole thing by calling Henry and saying, hey, there's a prisoner here that's asking for you, mm-hmm. he seems to be going through his own kind of afflictions. At one point, he is on monitor duty uh, late at night, and he sees a bunch of... Well, first he sees uh, the kid outside of his cell, and um, then the screens all blank out, and you know a bunch of people are just dead on on the floor and all these monitors. And then this he goes right where the last episode ended, right where the first <laughs> episode one ended. He goes to investigate. He takes one of the the handguns out of the lockbox, and he as he's walking around, like he doesn't find any of the dead bodies. But then one of his prison guard buddies walks up behind him and he 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 discharges the weapon uh and everybody's like what are you doing and then he goes back to the monitors and none of the stuff is there that that he saw which seems like it's just caused by his contact with the kid right and uh which then we come to find out when the corporate side of the prison wants to basically get rid of the kid they throw him into a solitary confinement with a super nazi super (laughs) neo-nazi That. I think that no, that wasn't solitary. That was just straight up putting him in. No, a they cell. they said something later about putting him in solitary. Like 
I, I believe what's his face even said that uh, the the young prison guard that called Henry he said something about solitary. Hmm. It just seems like a normal cell. It did, but it also seems smaller. Yeah, that's definitely true. And it seemed like there was only the one one bunk in there. But you're right; it didn't seem like normal solitary confinement where you don't like, even have anything. Because they're not solitary. <clears throat> yeah, it's a dualitary. <laughs> well, I mean, but, he, but the corporate guy makes the point of like, oh, sorry, we have to start doubling up people inside inside here now. Unless maybe they thought that the neo Nazi would kill them, and then that's what I think that he was he yeah. was planning. That was the the plan was for the neo Nazi to kill him. But as he got closer to the kid, the kid said, "You don't want to touch me." And this is interesting because other than Henry Deaver or Henry Matthew Deaver, he the kid hasn't said anything. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. only thing is like, you don't want to touch me. And he says it in a meek way. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't say it the way I, I deliver it. And, and more, you had, like, more a lot of menace in your voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no. <laughs> don't he, touch he was. Me. He was very meek about the whole thing. And then the next morning, when they come to check on the cell, uh, the guy is dead. And the coroner report says that he died from multiple cancer from the liver, lungs, and heart. Yeah. Yeah. So it's full of cancer. <laughs> so maybe he's like a reverse John Coffee. Where like instead of making you better, he makes you worse. I didn't think about that. You're absolutely right, and which like is also anti-coffee. another Stephen King thing. I mean, mm-hmm. if there if John Coffee is one way on the spectrum, there has to be something on the other end, right? So he would be like a white chocolate mocha. But then again, <laughs> coffee could and like light because he's so skinny. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he, coffee could put all that stuff into somebody else too, right? Didn't he do that? Like he, he, he all the stuff, the pain and stuff that he absorbed from someone else, he put into another person. To, maybe to that, punish them. No, maybe you, that's you might what, be thinking of the crow. Uh, maybe I am thinking of the crow. <laughs> so. But maybe that's the the thing that this kid is. He's the embodiment of the stuff that he took out of people. Mm. I don't know. That's interesting. Oh, so maybe he took idea. all the cancer out of Lacey because Lacey was definitely a chain smoker from what we saw. Oh, that, that's, that's that true. That one bucket. He kept them alive. And I was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm tired of holding on to all this cancer. It's yours, you man. have it back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Was there any other big points of the episode that that you want to talk about? Want to bring up? We got to find out a little bit more about the crazy chick. I mean, yeah, it's just more crazy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the crazy goes deep on this one. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she has maybe some type of psychic power. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Um, and the thing with the the breath later on, right? Yes, because yeah. the the cop makes it a point to say it is very warm in here. Yeah, and you have to think about Henry is off somewhere cold and probably freezing. And then <laughs> when they leave the room, she takes the the blanket down and she breathes out, and there's very much cold air in there. So. And her eyes, her eyes are like full of tears. Yeah, which could be again. Because of her empathy with him in the situation that he's in, some right type then. of psychic link or something. Because yeah. that's a that's a common thing in, in Stephen King novels too, with Firestarter and The Shining. So and with uh, Dreamcatcher and Dreamcatcher, you're mm-hmm. yeah. to some minor degree, it has some some of that mental communication where right. the, the losers can communicate with each other, right? So there's there there's there's obviously something going on with her. She she <laughs> does not like her sister very much, and she. Forged her sister's uh, signature so that she can get some money out of the house that they own together. Yeah, because she's some sort of like activist. Yeah, she's a realtor, and then she also has an idea for a yarn store or something like that. A mill, yarn mill. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess a place where they make yarn. Okay. If it involves spinning, yeah, I guess (laughs) (laughs) they got to do that for yarns too. So the, there's that with that character. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about, Stephen? No, honestly, that was that was the thing that I found most interesting. Yeah, was so, that one. 
like I said, I said at the beginning of the episode, I think uh, I am enjoying it at this point, but I feel like something, a, a big clue or a big piece of the mystery needs to drop soon for me mm-hmm. to stay interested. Like, why exactly is this town some kind of focal point for, like, bad things? Because they have mentioned bad things happen here right. on a regular enough basis. And kind of to that point, when uh, Henry is kind of, like, investigating over at Lacey, the former warden's house, he keeps finding all these calendars, but they all seem to be random dates. Right. And we're surmising that due to the the folder of references that you know, we mentioned earlier, that he could try he could be trying to find a pattern right. for mm-hmm. when things happen. But they don't really kind of go in, into it any deeper than that, other than... And all those dates, I imagine if you looked it up too, like all those calendar or day, whatever, they were all Bible verse a day things. So yeah. like, I wonder if you looked up what those Bible verses were. Oh, or, if they go together. Yeah. That might be how he found the kid. Maybe. So like maybe there was one like the promised child will come on, you know, yeah. third star from the right straight <laughs> on till morning. Uh, the, the other thing, in talking about the town, Jackie Torrance did make a comment about how Castle Rock itself is not incorporated or they unincorporated themselves. It's, it's not on the map anymore. So it's no longer on a map. I don't know if that was just a uh, uh, a saying or it actually is no longer recognized by the U.S. It's true. You know, federal Geological government or some shit. They became the sovereign nation of Pretoria. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a weird thing just to say. So No, that that has to factor in somehow. Because yeah. that reminds me a little bit of uh, In the Mouth of Madness, um, the town in Maine where they're going to go to find the writer. Uh, Sutter Kane, which I think is a reference to Stephen King, mm-hmm. is uh, technically a non-existent town. But when they drive to it, and it's a real trippy sequence when they get in there, uh, yeah, sure enough, there's a full-on town that isn't listed on any map anywhere hmm. uh, in the middle of Maine or New England somewhere. So I'm kind of wondering if that's kind of where we're going. Is that like this place technically doesn't exist? We're entering like Twin Peaks territory here or something, where there is some kind of presence that's just you know, affecting the whole area, geographically speaking. It's interesting. I just, I'm still on the fence on it. I want to love it. It's got almost all the right things for me. I just hope that it has payoff. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm seriously thinking it might not. Oh, I'm not thinking that yet, but I, that is where I'm at it too. So, uh, all right. If anybody else has any theories or things they'd like to comment about Castle Rock, we'd love to hear from you. So, if uh, you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Twitter at, at Agent... No, I'm not Agent of the Bat anymore. I haven't, <laughs> haven't been for a while. Yeah. I'm at Mitchipedia, G-E-R. Uh, Steven's still not on any social media at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not on, I'm not on anything actively right now, but you can find me as either Peppermint Gent or Peppermint Gentleman on everything. And Add you, me on PSN. I'll play games with you. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> uh, it, but, uh, John, you're also on Twitter as... I am at... Magic, am I? Magic Bollocks. I am at Magic Bollocks. That's right. <laughs> Think about it. We're just all forgetting our things yeah. today. But, no, I, I knew my things. Well, that's yeah, true. And you're not even using it. Yeah. But if you want to ask Stephen a question and don't want to go to his Twitter, you can go to the Geek Elite Radio Twitter and I'll get it to him. But it's at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. And Geek Elite Radio.com is our website. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying, always remember to geek geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.